What's up, everyone? Dave Martinson here, back again with another basketball discussion. Sans my co-host Pat Sheehan, but in his stead, I have the head of the Nitro Rifle Association, the world's number one gaming journalist, but more importantly, the world's number one Spurs fan, Andy Cortez with me today. Andy, how are you doing? Pat, don't worry about it. I got this, dude. I have it on lock. Just, you know, relax on your vacation in the Bahamas. You can sit back sipping on a daiquiri, right? I got this. We're going to talk Spurs and Kawhi. Dave, I'm doing good, man. It's good to talk to you again. Having a, I don't think I've seen you in like a year or something like that. It's been a minute for sure. I know we've been trying to set this up for a while, actually. And I'm kind of just happy that the trade finally happened. So we yeah, can you know, yeah, just get sure. to it. Getting that exclusive content from Andy Cortez. For can't, sure, man. Can't Absolutely. Complain. Yeah, so Nostalgia Normally is a weekly pop culture podcast. And of course, that regular scheduled programming will be here each and every week, myself and Pat. So if you want that music, movies and tv talk subscribe on youtube soundcloud itunes wherever you want to get it help us out there but last week i talked with john opeck a friend of both of ours about nba free agency lebron boogie the warriors various other topics now for the second week in a row back again talking b-ball so andy how did you become a spurs fan how did you become so invested in this team and this melodrama that seems to have perhaps ended for for your franchise. How did you get to this point? My dad grew up a Lakers fan, even though he lived in Texas, just because, you know, magic and the 80s sort of prime time that that's sort of like watching the showtime lakers was sort of his thing it's kind of like how we all grew up bulls fans in the 90s like we just we rooted for the popular thing so he never really had a huge rooting interest in really any team but the lakers were kind of his team for a while then he kind of fell out of basketball so i grew up but in a you know i was born in 88 so by that time he wasn't really rooting for basketball teams anymore he was he kind of shifted his focus to baseball and football. And I didn't really have a team growing up. I, I felt like I was rooting for whoever I was playing in NBA Jam. Uh, and then one <laughs> one day, my uncle and aunt wanted to take me to a Spurs game with my cousin because they, they were Spurs fans. And I have a, a really shitty like Kodak photo I took of it, uh, of the floor. And you see like Dave Robinson and Tim Duncan. So I know it was definitely like 98. Oh, wow. nine. Yeah, nice. um, Avery Johnson, Sean Elliott. And that, that was like my first NBA game ever. And my first exposure to, okay, okay, this is going to be my team now, you know? And then from then on, you know, you're, you're a kid playing basketball in your front yard or your backyard or at your friend's house. And it's like, all right, I'll be Avery Johnson. You'll be, right. you know, you'll yeah, be you'll be, whoever. you'll be David Robinson. And then, and then, it, you know, it turned into Tony Parker and Tim Duncan and all that stuff. So that's where, that's where my sort of fandom comes mm-hmm. from. And then Ginobili just sort of changed the game for me and showed me, uh, I, uh, not only changed the game for me, but changed the game from the NBA, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I think he's mm-hmm. one of like one of the most influential players in the NBA. And so he became, he's my favorite player of all time. And that's where the, uh, the obsession comes with. So I grew up with a lot of, I grew up being spoiled a lot, you know, like the <laughs> Spurs were always winning. The Atlanta Braves were always winning. The Cowboys, not so much, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Were you from like Spurs country in Texas or were you like more like Mavericks or Rockets land? Cause I no. know like, none of those teams like each other. So it's all regional, I guess. But were you from Spurs country? No, I mean, I I'd say most fans where I am from are Spurs fans. Most people in the, in the Rio Grande Valley, right on the border, on the South border. And, and the fan base really sort of mirrors the fan base in San Antonio, where it's like 90% Hispanics. You know, it's all just a bunch of brown people in the stands. And it's like, I think we all just sort of found that sort of common ground with each other. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think I grew up with around a lot of Mavericks fans, even though we were all Cowboys fans. I think just because I grew up in an era where the Spurs were winning rings, all we heard about was the Spurs. Fair enough. Most 
people don't have like three teams in their state to pick from. But yeah, oh, at sure. the end of the day, it's really just broken down by where, where you're from. So yeah, absolutely. You know, but, I mean, you lucked out there because, like you said, like you alluded to, they've been really good damn near your whole life and not always winning the title, but they got what five rings since yeah. now and then. And That's always, why I'm just you know, competitive and w- winning record. You know, it's I'm hard, happy hard that to they were <laughs> relevant for 20 years in sort of like they were relevant during the prime years of my life where I was hardcore. I mean, I'm still a hardcore fan, but like I always think about all the times the Cowboys won the Super Bowl and I was way too young to really give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the 90s team. I was five, six years old when they were winning their rings. But the fact that the Spurs got to win when I was 18 years old in 07 and then mm-hmm. a couple of years ago in 2014, oh, yeah. you know, it's been it's been awesome. It's wild. Like, well, what, did the, what would the odds have been that Duncan, Parker, Ginobili and Kawhi? Ginobili's the last one standing. That That's insane to me. It's really bizarre. Yeah, because I remember, th- you know, I mean, the same thing was sort of said about Duncan for five years or it's like, oh, this is the last year. And then he'd have a resurgence. And it's like, I still think Duncan could go on any team and get you 10 and 10. Like (laughs) (laughs) the same could be said for Ginobili, where it it always felt like the last year. It always felt like we were getting there. I mean, he hasn't fully committed right to this season. I don't think he's not signed. No, No, he's not. signed. Seems like he's coming back. I think he's coming back. Yeah, I, I think mean, he's coming back. I mean, to your point about them always being, you know, in the mix, I, I think we'll get to the trade, but like, I think they're going to be competitive and good still. So I don't think that. Oh, sure. That I think it's going be, away anytime soon. Yeah, I think they'll be a six seed. I, I think just with that Spurs culture there, you know, that's a lot of like the stuff that I kind of roll my eyes at, like the intangibles. And I'm like, <laughs> look, either you got good players or you don't. But I think there is just something so mystifying and magical about what. RC and Pop have sort of cultivated there. And so I think they're going to be fine. They, you know, nobody's going to win. <laughs> nobody's going to beat the Warriors anyway. So who gives a shit? But <laughs> it's still, you know, I'm still invested and I still, I still give a shit. So yeah. I mean, they made playoffs pretty handily with nine games from Kawhi Leonard. Well, yeah. Marcus was an all NBA player and now you're adding. DeMar DeRozan, another all NBA player. So in theory, that's two of the top 15 guys in the league as of last season. So yeah, most, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely most teams can't say they have that much talent. Yeah, you know? I'm excited. And I, I think DeJounte and uh, and even um, Lonnie Walker. Uh, well, yeah, Lonnie Walker for sure. That's, I'm really excited about that pick. But I think, um, who's, oh God, who was their first round first rounder from last year? Derek White. Yeah, Derek, um, he's yeah. under the radar. I like yeah, I see a lot of upside with him. I think he he came into the league having a shot and now it's just all about sort of the intangible spurs sort of don't dribble the ball pass first sort of mentality i'm i'm really excited to see how they develop and honestly it's like it's gonna sound like a total load of load of bullshit from me but i assure you i'm telling the truth it's gonna be refreshing to watch a team that isn't stacked anymore and is gonna be kind of fighting on the brink because last year it didn't feel that way because i knew Oh, Kawhi will be back. That's how I felt all season. Kawhi will be back. back. Yeah. So this one, I don't know. I'm interested to see like what it feels to be like a fucking Grizzlies fan or like (laughs) anybody who's like, look, we're not, we'll probably make the playoffs. We're not going to make a whole lot of noise, but I'm just excited to see sort of this new class grow, you know, with the, with the coaching staff. And, you know, I think we got maybe two or three more years of pop. And so I'm excited what he can teach them and, you know, hopefully what advice he can give them in the next couple of years. Yeah, no, I agree. And a lot of people were saying, oh, Pop, this will be his last year. He'll do Team USA the year after, and then he'll be done. But I don't know. It seems like as long as the team is competitive and a winning team, that he doesn't seem far away. I mean, he likes talking to the media about non-basketball things. So I don't know if he would just throw away the platform. And, you know, he did that you know thing with his wife. She passed away, right? Like, so he, he did have some personal troubles, but he seems 
to be in as good spirits as ever. And he was really cordial about Kawhi Leonard uh, today when the trade actually was announced and made official. So yeah, I think it's still a pop for a while. And I mean, you know, you'd sign up for that as much as possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man, let's get into this trade shit. <laughs> All right. So the trade, for, I mean, I'm sure everyone was watching already is aware, but Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, who opted into his player option. So he was a one year left on his contract, just like Kawhi. Kawhi and Danny Green are going to Toronto Raptors for DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a protected first round pick, protected one through 20, which assuming the Raptors are still competitive, that'll convey to the Spurs and, you know, mid 20s pick. So recent days, the past week or so, Brian Winhor, Zach Lowe, they were saying that the Raptors noise was legit, sounded like Philly and LA, you know, kind of given up. They didn't want to give up the high price that the Spurs were willing to pay. And, you know, by all accounts, they weren't, the Spurs, you know, didn't want a pixelated package. They wanted tangible players back and, you know, getting DeMar DeRozan, getting a one of the what the second best shooting guard in the game, best depending on how you how do you grade it. You know, I mean, what's a shooting guard anyway? But one of the best guards in the game, back for a player that doesn't want to stay on your team long term. You know, I thought it was a good trade for both sides, honestly. But what, what did you think? I mean, we've known I, this trade was happening for a while, trade of some manner. But now that it finally happened with Toronto, all of a sudden, yeah, what would you feel like when you saw that either last night or this morning? It was yeah, it was last night because I I was I stayed up late because I had to screwed up an edit for my real job <laughs> and i had to go back to the office and on the way back i had when i got parked in my car i saw the the woge bomb of like all right they're finalizing this tweet or they're finalizing this deal and i was like all right it's gonna happen wow i i was just so stoked that it happened it's just like i wanted to get him out of here as soon as possible i was so worried about his trade value i was so worried about what we might get back it was it almost became sort of doom and gloom for me where it's like, all right, we're not going to get any of the, you know, the Lakers don't want to give up Kuzma or Hart or Ingram. Like they, I guess the Spurs wanted maybe two of the big, of those sort of big young guys, but they weren't willing to give that up. And at the end of the day, the Lakers know, look, he's coming, he's coming to us next year anyway. So either you, either we give you a couple of picks and you give us Kawhi or we'll get him next year. It doesn't matter to us. And it's like uh, the, the Spurs were sort of hand, uh, you know, handcuffed at that moment. And I was uh, I thought it was I thought we were going to get screwed. I legitimately thought we were going to end up not being able to trade with anybody and hold on to Kawhi. And he was going to sit out. Uh, so I was really, really bummed out about what was going on because mm-hmm. I know like, you know, Philly and uh you know, Philly didn't want to give up Simmons or anybody. It's like they didn't even want to give up Markel Fultz. Yeah. So. so I I it was sort of doom and gloom for me. And I think we totally came away with some highway robbery shit right there. Like yeah. I I thought at most we'd get, I don't know, a random uh, you know, role player and a couple of firsts, but the fact that we could get a first along with DeMar DeRozan. I don't know really much about Jakob. Um, but you know, I'm I'm just so stoked that we were able to get somebody, and mm. I just I just love like I love the pettiness of it. It's yeah, so great. I, I'm so happy that it happened the way it did. It's gotten to the point where I'm just like I'm just fed up with fucking Uncle Dennis, man. I'm fed up with the with Kawhi and his uncle. It's just mm-hmm. you know he's he, he reminded me he's act the way he has been acting. I guess. It reminds me of like Mello at the end of the Nuggets days or something where it's like Mm -hmm. he's acting as if he's been there for 10 years and the, the, and they've done nothing for him. So he wants out, but like you have a ring, you have a finals MVP, you have one of the best coaches, you have a structure and a culture there. And it's all the, your future is so bright. 
Um, and maybe your knee hurt. Sure. Maybe your, maybe your, maybe your leg was, you know, fucked up and you, you couldn't come back even though you were cleared multiple times. Not as bad as Tony Parker's injury though. Not as bad as Tony Parker's. Yeah. And he got stabbed in the eye too. Um, or whatever the fuck happened. I remember he got like in a club. Didn't he get stabbed or some shit? Yeah, he said some weird like shit going on with girlfriends and stuff. Like Tony, got Tony's the, personal life questionable. Yeah, he got hit in the eye at a club at a concert, did he not? Like he almost went blind. I think so. Yeah. Somebody like broke a glass or a glass bottle and like he fucked up his eye and it was like, wow, he almost lost his whole eyeball. But like I don't know. I it immediately red flags popped up for me where I'm like, look, he's a lot of people are blaming the Spurs for this, for sort of putting him on blast. But it's like, look, when the media is asking you every day, what's up with Kawhi? Yeah. At There's a no certain secret point, anymore. after a hundred times getting asked that, you got to say, look, we cleared him. Ask him, you know, like we, we, there's yeah. nothing for us to say. I agree. You know, I mean, to a lot of your points, I mean, I have no problem with a player wanting to leave, wanting to leave a team. You want to go to a bigger market? You want to be a bigger star? Fine. That's perfectly uh, reasonable. I think he's like, yeah, I don't get a big shoe contract. They're offering me twenty million. I mean, I know John Wall in the past complained about you know shoe deals, and you know if that's your thing, you're, you're a great player. I want top five players in the league when healthy. Yeah, I Max, understand. That's, yeah, I mean, maximize the your potential. I, maximize your money now. Absolutely. And like, but the thing, and like, yeah, you even want to express you want to get traded. Fine, but to to, to fish for doctor opinions. So that you can just keep not playing, just go totally radio silent, and you're already a quiet guy. That's not that's not a, you know fault, but you're not one to communicate much, right? So the fact that you're just gonna, you know, sit out the whole season for a minor injury, maybe not minor. I mean, he has this has been a history with him this injury flaring up. So, you know, I, I understand maybe he wants to be cautious with himself, but when you've been cleared months, you know, months ago, and then to just totally be away from the team like we're really like really set in for me it was like the spurs in the playoffs and you're not going to be there on the bench you're not gonna play fine but then he won't even send like a social me media video hey guys i'm training in new york go spurs go you know like a simple thing the spurs socialist team would have helped you do it but just to totally quit on the team and it's like i mean how could you fault pop for saying how it is or parker you know being pretty blunt like he quit yeah. on the team and he didn't have to do that. If he wanted to leave, fine. But the fact that he wanted to force himself out this early, like, sorry, like, it's just being a bad teammate, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it really changed a lot of people's opinions of the guy. And, you know, I mean, we had no reason to dislike him at all before fucking Uncle Dennis, you know? It's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's weird. I, I do think that, uh, I do think that his management group wants more than maybe he actually wants. I, it, it's sort of this weird thing where I'm like, who, who are the enough. puppets pulling these strings? I don't know. I I really don't. There's a part of me that really doesn't think he wants this sort of thing to happen. Um, maybe he doesn't want to play in as in as in San Antonio, but I don't think. I don't like. There were reports that he was annoyed in Las Vegas. It's like good fucking luck being in L.A. Like that he was annoyed by the hustle and bustle of of Las Vegas yeah, and it being. Come on, the like, fuck. You're you're you want. It's, I you can't even comment on it because it's like, what do you want? You know, yeah. like you don't talk, so we don't really know what you want when we're trying to comment on what we think you want, but really you don't. I don't even know if you know what you want, sort of thing. It's just, it's so mystifying and mind-boggling, man. And if that's true, that like 
lot the hub hubbub wasn't wasn't what he wanted. You're gonna join up with LeBron James. His team is a circus all the time. Both yeah. the good and the bad. Like you're gonna there's so much pressure to be playing with LeBron, even when you're not the best player. You can ask Kevin Love that. You can ask Jay Crowder that, you know, like it's it's tough. And Las Vegas was giving you trouble. Well, now you're gonna get the six. And the yeah. six, uh you know, the Raptors fans, they're uh they're a loyal bunch. They're they're nuts. Oh, absolutely. So, but that, I just I, and, I just love make... that petty move of like we're not gonna send you where you want. Sorry, dude. Sunny like, LA? Nah, you go into fucking yeah. Tundra, we're man. not gonna send you within conference. You're not doing what we want, so we're not gonna do what you want. Literally Keep out the of the country. <laughs> Later, dog. You know, like and I I I'm so happy it happened that way. Yeah. Um, just because it's there's that petty piece inside me that's just like. Go to hell, dude. <laughs> and yeah. I shouldn't feel that way because he was a great player for us and he delivered, you know, he helped win us a ring. But it's like, man, I don't. It just reminds me of like when a when a significant other falls out of love and doesn't really have a reason to. It's just kind of like, I'm done with this. And you're like, but why? You know, it was it Tony Parker and his comments. Was it pops? Like, what do you mean? Lo- you're saying you're losing trust in the organization. Like, yeah, that's wild. really how can we? how could the Spurs trust you? You know, I don't know. It's just, it's so bizarre, man. And it's the, you know, pop at the press conference this morning was very, you know, he was very mild mannered and he was very chill about it, but like they haven't experienced anything like this since what, since Duncan wanting to go to the magic, like, right. Yeah. This that was is, close like, to this, people realized too. This is so out of the norm for them and that franchise. And it's bizarre for them to deal with. Cause they're just like, look, you, People love pop. People love playing for one of the best coaches ever. Why would you want to leave this sort of thing? Um, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It's just so bizarre to me that um, I guess his management group, maybe he wants to be the star. Maybe he didn't want it. Maybe it was like a, a, a um, oh God, what's his, what's his face in, um, in Portland. How you didn't want to play with uh, LaMarcus. Damian Lillard. Oh, D- Damian Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's one of those situations where he didn't want to share the ball a whole lot, where he wanted to be the primary star, but. I don't know. I there are reports that he wants to go to the Clippers possibly because maybe he doesn't yeah. want to be with the LA Circus. Yeah, just LA itself, not necessarily the Lakers. And it's tough right. again, it's tough to really know what's him, what's his team, what's legit, what's not. But I mean, again, like you know, to your point, like why would you want to leave the Spurs? Even if you did want to leave the Spurs, you don't do it this way. You don't quit on the team yeah. and just bullshit the whole season. That that it, just turns everybody off. It would be one thing if he was like a T.O. type, like outspoken yeah. superstar diva that wants to go to L.A. Then I'd be like, hey, I get it. Have fun in L.A. But it's just it's I don't know. It's he's such a quiet dude who never talks and you never can know or gauge how he's feeling at any moment. So right. this is like such a weird. It seems so out of the norm for him. But I mean, you know, L.A. is his home or San Diego. Right. Um but I don't know. It's still really, really bizarre for me. And I mean, even if he wants to like have a, a bigger profile to get a like a better shoe deal and other things, like his personality is not going to make him more popular. There's a reason he's not a, a top jersey seller. He's not as fun to watch as watch as a Russell Westbrook to most kids, despite the fact that he's better than Russell Westbrook. You know, it's like yeah. you know, he's not flashy. And I don't know why he cares so much about the shoe deal. I mean, you're not getting a big, big deal with all the other guys you're competing with. There's only so much money from Adidas and Nike and whatnot. So you were going to get a super max deal from San Antonio. If you stayed, 
you're going to get fucking top, top dollar and you eventually become overpaid as you got old. Yeah. So just the fact that that amount of money wasn't good enough, you want to leave the situation that's so stable that where you always win. It's just so strange. But again, my, my big thing is just the way you went about it. But, you know, I mean, you mentioned like you're worried about, you know, just kind of in this malaise that you're, you know, the, the return wouldn't be good. And I think that was the right, you know, thing to feel. I mean, there was talk that they would drag it into the start of the season or wait till the deadline. I mean, look what Paul George returned. Uh, Oladipo was not a high asset when he was traded, you know, high value. Look what Boogie got. He got Buddy healed in a pick. You know, look what Jimmy Butler got, you know. Um, yeah, those stars are great don't, points. Yeah, we could have gotten value when you trade them. So the fact yeah. that you got another star player, not as good star player, assumingly, but you still got someone that you can immediately use and keep you competitive. I mean, I feel like you got to be about to be stoked, man. Oh, and yeah, the fact absolutely. that it was done in a petty way, sending Kawhi away, I feel like it's kind of a home run. Oh, I love it. Like Brandon Ingram wasn't realistic, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I you know, I there's a part of me that would have love to have gotten either Ingram and a bunch of picks or whatever, just to sort of see that re that refresh or heart and a couple of picks or who's mm-hmm. a couple of picks. But uh, this deal not only keeps them away from the Lakers, but it keeps them out of the Western conference. Um, and I think, I think keeping them away for the Lakers was a bigger deal than keeping him out of the Western conference um, for at least another year. Um, but the Lakers will be good again, and it sucks. <laughs> it was a fun run. We had a yeah. fun run with them being bad for a while. Um, fans are back. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're back. <laughs> they're back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 excited about what we have now, and I'm excited to see what they can build on. And I'll be tuning in every night like I always do, and just watching regular season season games and trying to see, uh, uh, you know, what can be done and what can be salvaged this season, but. Man, I'll tell you, I'm way more bummed about Danny Green leaving. I feel like I was one of the only Danny Green fans in this first fan base. <laughs> yeah, I saw Chris Vernon uh, tweeted. He was like, Danny Green, like, yo, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, it bums me out, man. I, I love that. I feel like Danny Green is sort of treated the way Romo was treated by a lot of Cowboys fans, where like you either love him or you hate him. And, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of, he gets sort of the blame for a lot of stuff, but... I love Danny. I thought he was a fun. I think he's he's one of the guys that will get his jersey retired or not retired, but you know he'll be he'll be on the Spurs like Ring of Honor or whatever. Yeah, I think a ceremony of sorts. Yeah, I I think he's that he was that sort of um, impact caliber player for the Spurs all those years. I think he was a phenomenal super underrated defensive player. Yeah, that's a um, thing. Like, I, yeah, I wasn't aware that like Spurs fans were so like fifty uh, fifty on him just because. His defense is not quite as good as it once was, but he's still a three and D wing, something every team needs more of. You know, he's a valuable uh, player, valuable you know archetype. And if it wasn't for the lack of cap space, uh, you know, cap smoothing or not, but people had space, he probably would have opted out and got a big deal from someone just because you know his services would have been in demand. So I, I, you know, I thought him was- opting in was a good deal for you guys, but then you know, I guess Toronto, you know, really wanted him. I don't know. Yeah, there was there was a recent. I remember during the season he he had he became one of four people along with like Duncan Robinson and somebody else of like points and blocks or something like that in a Spurs career. I was like, wow, like you you don't it's easy to overlook that sort of those numbers, right? Um, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss the hell out of him. I thought he was a phenomenal like teammate to all the guys. And uh, um, he, he just had like the right attitude. That's the one that I was most bummed out about. I went to sleep before the trade was fully finalized. And it was only Kawhi and the Raptors. And I woke up and I saw Spurs Instagram saying, thank you, Danny Green. And my heart dropped. It's like, no, man. Like, I fucking love Danny Green. Uh, yeah, I'm going to miss his shooting and his defensive presence for sure, man. Yeah, I think you'll like Pirtle. You know, he's he. when I saw him in the trade, I was like, oh, wow, that's a Spurs guy. You know, he's a European big man. He's a pretty skilled offensively, can move the ball. You know, he's not going to guard on the perimeter for you, but... And he's not like an amazing like banger of the boards, but I feel like the pop will really quickly carve out a role f- for him. And oh, I think sure. he's, he's, this will be his third year. He, he was a back end lottery pick for the Raptors, so he was pretty pretty well touted. But you know, Demar Derozan. I mean, fuck. Imagine him with Chip England. You know, yeah, <laughs> could, be, could, could be something. I would, yeah, because I hit. I mean, Demar Derozan's primarily what like just a, a mid ranger, sort of like Lamarcus. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's really funny thinking of him and Lamarcus together because it's really a thro- two throwback players. Because DeRozan has finally started to shoot threes, but he's not amazing at it. He's not, you know, he especially in crunch time, he usually tends away from it. But yeah, he gets to the rack. He gets like eight free throw attempts a game. He's he's a lethal scorer in the mid range and by getting getting to the line, like you know, like a Harden, I guess, but without the threes. And DeRozan's really interesting just because his footwork. There's a lot of good, really good pieces about his footwork being really great, how he modeled it after Kobe. But then he didn't stop there. He's really improved his his craft every year. And it's funny because, you know, he didn't used to be this this effective. And now he's, you know, a 23, 25 point game scorer. And having him with Lamarcus Aldridge, like a pick and pop big that DeMar never really played with. I'm actually really intrigued to see, you know, how Pop makes this work. And uh, he also gets, you know, Deontay Murray helping him on the defensive end, and DeRozan's no slouch on defense either. So I think, you know, it's a actually really tantalizing, uh, you know, roster for the Spurs. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'd see, be stoked. I'm really excited to see Dejounte uh, evolve, and I know that he's been like apparently working on his shooting a lot, which is I think one of the only weaknesses in his game. I, or, I mean, yeah. I think he needs to work on his passing a little bit more too, but. As far as like getting to the rim and getting boards and playing defense, yeah. he's such a long dude. One of the top um, rebounding guards, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. To, I, the ceiling is so high for that kid. I can't wait. Um, yeah, the, and Lonnie it's funny if you, <laughs> Oh, dude. If you, if you look at the draft for where Giante was taken, again, like a late 20s pick, you know, typical for the Spurs, he's like the best guy taken in like a 16-pick range. He was like the ultimate diamond in the rough in a week back half of the first round. It was... Great pick by the Spurs. And yeah, fucking Lonnie Walker. Like, I, I did a mock draft and I had him going to the Clippers, like 11, 12. And the fact that you got him in, like, was it like 18 or something like that? Total steal. And, you know, true, like, blue chip talent that you guys just never draft because you're not drafting that high. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, norm- yeah. Normally we're in the high 20s, <laughs> mid to high 20s. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the Kyle Anderson trade was interesting. I, I, um, or, or him just leaving, right? Him leaving. Right. Um, yeah, he signed the offer sheet with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I, um, I'm glad they didn't match. I, I'm, I, I enjoyed watching him. I, I thought he was a decent Slow player, low. but <laughs> yeah, he reminds me of, um, oh god, what's his, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Super short power forward that we had in like uh, the Gary Neal years. Oh, um, not Matt Bonner. 
No, um, no, no, no. Ah, it's Gary his name. Neal. Have to him back. <laughs> Gary Neal. Yeah, man. Remember that? Remember that year? <laughs> one of the one of the legendary Spurs players that got way worse. Neal game against Chris Paul and the Clippers, yeah. where he like hit two incredible threes and a steal for a three. It was like ridiculous. And Gary Neal almost became a legend in that 2013 Finals, man. Um, oh God, I, I got to figure it out. Let me let me just type in uh, in my computer 2010 Spurs. I'm sure it'll pop up. No, I wasn't that early. Maybe 2013. Let's see. I mean, and you still got Patty Mills there, of course. Bellinelli came back. Um, I'm happy Bellinelli's back. I, I always loved him. I always liked Bellinelli. Signed Bertans to a really team friendly deal. Four years, twenty. He's like, I nice, thought, nice I thought fine that was changed. I thought four, I thought four years 20 was the initial offer, and then it ended up becoming like 214. Oh, might be right. I think that's what happened. Yeah, oh, that's... Dewan Blair. Oh, Dewan Blair. Dewan yeah. Blair. That, that's who <laughs> Kyle Anderson's kind of that caliber of player. It's like, look, you can leave, and I won't really miss you, but I'm happy you were here. <laughs> Why the, yeah, the time like, you were here? It's funny, like the Grizzlies fans are so stoked. That they got Kyle Anderson and they just got Garrett Temple from the Kings. It's like, hey, we got useful players. We're back, <laughs> baby. And I'm like, I get it, but who are we talking about here? Like Kyle Anderson is slow as fuck, hence the name. Yeah. Like he's a useful wing, but I feel like when you have him out there, you're like, ah, we could do a little better, you know? Yeah. Oh, so, of course. I'd be I'd be he's another guy to watch. How does he fare away from Pop and Spurs, you know? We'll see, man. Well, also, like, isn't a. I'm interested to see what Tony does with the Bobcats, just to sort of like, what the hell's going to happen there, you know? Hornets, uh, rather. You're right about Bertans, by the way. Two years, 14.5, which is. 214, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so, Tony, yeah. so Tony's uh, uh, reuniting with um, former assistant coach James Borrego, which is sort of a thing that I forgot about because I was like, why do the Hornets want Tony, you know? And then it was like, oh, James Borrego, former assistant coach, go into this. Right. That's right. I mean, it makes sense thing, to me. I didn't verify this, but I saw a thing going around that he wanted to be with Charlotte because they have direct flights to Paris, you know, East Coast City. <laughs> yes. But I do not understand the appeal for the Hornets. Like, Tony staying with the Spurs, fine. You know, he has his moments for the team. He, he's a great locker room presence, the history, fine. But why? what need does the Hornets have for an old point guard that's lost several steps and that was never a shooter in the first place like what what purpose does he serve for your team especially if you might move Kemba Walker like I just don't I, I don't see the appeal for them but I mean I, I think it was more of a move from James Borrego wanting to say let's you know I'm coming here from Spurs culture let me bring in somebody else to sort of you know sure. lead the put team the, yeah Help. put this flag in the dirt and say look we're bringing in a new winning attitude in here fair but enough at the end of the day ruin it so who cares did you did you how'd you feel when you saw tony left um honestly kind of indifferent like i don't know why it didn't impact me as much as like as it would if manu left interesting um when tony left i was like eh you know i kind of get it we you know you wanted more than we were willing to give you i which is weird because they gave pal gasol fuckloads yeah. so what's we, what we the talked hell? about that when that happened, the POW deal was really perplexing. Yeah. And it still is. And I, 
Yeah, I never got that one. I never got that one. So that one sucks. <laughs> but yeah, so with Tony, Tony leaving, I was very indifferent to it. I was just like, interesting. it's going to be weird to see him in a different uniform, but that's kind of all I feel right now. Like, I'm not bummed right. out by any means. So he wasn't like Danny Green to you. That's interesting. No. Well, I, well, you know, maybe Tony six years ago leaving, I would have been bummed out. Um, right. Right. A lot more sad, but I know that he's at the end of his career and I'd, I'd rather him retire, but he wants to keep playing. So get your money, keep playing. Yeah, not to blame him, I guess. Yeah. If he was 30 years old, I would have been extremely bummed out. Um, but, you know, he's, what, 36, 37? Yeah, he's, he don't have much left. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I saw it. Like, I, I watched it. I, I, was, I watched almost every regular season game. And it's like his drives to the hoop and his spin move and his, like, he was having to use a lot more hesitation moves to sort of get his uh buckets right. when early on it was just his speed exactly <laughs> and it's like you sort of you definitely saw him evolve his game to where it's like oh, i'm not fast enough so i got to figure out something else out but he also just lost his jump shot like he was always a decent mid-range yeah. jump shooter mid-range yeah and it just like was gone he would miss right. them all the time the, the, the legs weren't there anymore no, I mean he had ceded his starting job during the season to Deontay just because. Yeah. I don't think he could, you know, with a straight face say I'm still a starter and caliber guard. You know. Totally. Yeah. So, totally. I mean, kudos to him for at least realizing that. I guess. In but, a very Spurs way, just saying, "Hey, I get it." You know, it makes sense. So another thing that's been going around today, a lot of players have chimed in on this since I think it's been a TV talking point is like the whole loyalty angle, where Demar was under the impression he wasn't going to get traded. And he posted some IG stories and he was not not happy about this. He was someone who had expressed a desire to be a lifelong raptor. He wanted to go down as the greatest raptor. And you know, he's always worked hard his craft, got in the gym after he got that big deal. And he never wanted to leave and he never even took a meeting with other teams. Yet Masai Ujiri, the GM, he, he saw I think a smart move to get Kawhi. And if Kawhi leaves, you can reset your roster towards a retooling with that young, young bench bench pod they have. And he moved DeMar DeRozan, probably because no one wants Kyle Lowry. So how'd you feel about that? Like, do, do, are you someone who still believes in like, the loyalty angle? Because no. I've, been, I've been pretty jaded with it ever since like Isaiah Thomas got, got stabbed in the back, technically, whatever. Blake Griffin, same deal. Like, players, when players uh, aren't loyal, everyone shits on them. But when the teams aren't loyal to the players, it's just good business. Oh, yeah. It's so, the like, same what, thing. What it's, am I missing here? It's the same thing in the NFL where, you know, like, you, uh, you know, players might want to stay somewhere and they're loyal to the team, but it's like, no, you are a pawn in this huge machine and we want your, we want your broken bruised body out of here, even though you want to stay and the fans love you. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really too phased by this whole loyalty thing. I, DeMar... It's just weird that so many people still believe it. Like, it's yeah, just, it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. realistic. It's a business. But it could be it. two... It could be both things. It could be that, hey, maybe the Raptors were really trying to trade Kyle, and they were saying, hey, uh, DeMar, you're not on the offer sheet. Don't worry about it. We're maybe trading... We're trying to get a trade for Kyle Lowry, maybe. And him saying, okay. But then when the day came and, you know, they figured out, holy shit, the Spurs are willing to give us Kawhi for DeMar... Right. Maybe it shifted right then and there. You know, it's I don't know. I don't. I think because we aren't, we're unable to see all things happening. That maybe we don't know the full story. But I, you know, maybe they told him one thing, and we're expecting that one thing to happen. It's right. sort of like a, you know, what it's sort of like No Man's Sky. <laughs> maybe 
maybe Next update Tuesday. <laughs> maybe they were, you know, they had all these plans and they just didn't pan out. You know, that's what I think probably happened with, with DeMar DeRozan. I don't think they outright lied to him. I think sure. it could be that they wanted this thing to happen and they didn't think they would trade him. But at the end of the day, they ended up having to do it. So, fuck, you know, they did what's best for their franchise or what they think is what's best. But, man, right. I have so many Raptors fans in my mentions being like, I hate this. Like we're losing a loyal dude who loves this city, who is like right. sort of the child of Toronto. And we are getting a dude who doesn't want to be here and who's going to be a one-year rental. This sucks. Right. And I feel for and, them, man. And because Toronto has not been a free agent destination, despite being a really a city really on the rise and becoming more, you know, well known thanks to Drake, I guess. Like they, you know, th- this is their best stretch ever in franchise history. This is better than the Bosch years. And a lot of those fans, they're kind of like Grizzlies fans, I guess. It's like they they know that they're probably they're not title contenders. They're probably if they, if they didn't do this trade, they're probably what the third best team in the East still behind Boston and Philly. Like they know they're not better than those teams, but they also probably know that sending Lowry and DeRozan out there with this group is still kind of diminishing returns. But I'm seeing this thing that's like, you know, you fired a coach a year, you traded Mr. Raptor. I'm like but it is kind of smart business. Like you do understand that angle to it, right, guys? Like, like no one wants Lowry, who's six feet six feet tall and thirty two years old and makes thirty million dollars. So you totally have totally on the back end of his career. Yeah, like, and he's still he good and useful, but he's not an all star anymore. Yeah. And Abaka's really fallen off, and you have those two dudes and DeRozan. But then you also have the all these young guys like Fred Van Vliet and Delon Wright and OG Ananobi, who you didn't trade and. Uh, Pirtle's one of those guys, but you moved him, but you still have those guys. And, you know, Masai able to move off DeRozan's money. I feel like this is a win-win for the Raptors because either they convince Kawhi to stay, a la Paul George, you know, you get wrapped up in the six and Drake and everyone loving you, and you stay. And it, either way, assuming he plays and doesn't sit out, you Kawhi Leonard, Lowry, and that deep team, they'll make a run to Eastern Conference Finals, potentially make the finals, you know? So you have that. Oh. And then you have to reset the team and, you know, not just totally fuck up a tank, you know? So I think it's smart. Just it, I understand that it hurts when, like, your favorite player, the best Raptor ever, is moving as a result, you know? I think, uh, yeah, I think that they could probably win the Eastern Conference with Kawhi if he cares and if he plays. Because, I mean, they they probably should have done it last year with, the, you know, how well they were doing in the regular season, but... As history has shown, like Kyle and Demar just kind of disappear in the playoffs, and they also always meet LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, as soon as you, wherever whoever gets guarded by LeBron, like when he cares about defending, it reminds me of like Kobe in his later years, where people he was still winning like defensive team like players of the yeah. year, or he was still not on like all team defense. It's like, well, he's not very good anymore, but it's kind of like just you know his uh. I, I don't know. Like you're still kind of giving him these awards, but right. when he cares about defending, he will make you disappear. Um, and I think it reminds me of um, what does it remind me of? Um, I don't know. Like replacing uh, the, the Warriors getting Durant and replacing um, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Harrison. It's like you're. <laughs> this is obviously like a huge upgrade, uh, <laughs> and you were already really good. So getting Kawhi in the mix getting his defense and his late game clutch ability. Um, I think it's just like, I, I hope they do well next year. 
But uh, and I think I'll be semi rooting for Kawhi just because he's not with the Lakers, right? And you know the thing with the Lakers thing, just like we thought Paul George was a foregone conclusion to sign with the Lakers, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe Kawhi likes Toronto, maybe he goes somewhere else because he ain't the only top free agent next year. KD and Kyrie Irving will opt out and be free agents. Jimmy Butler will be there. Kawhi, Kevin Love, Kemba Walker. There's a lot of uh, Clay Thompson. There's a lot of big names available. And a, a few of those will be on the move. So, and uh, even Boogie Cousins, you know, pending his health. So, there's a lot of um, a lot of guys that can go to LA besides just Kawhi. So, you know, perhaps he won't get his wish. Maybe he'll go to the Clippers. I don't know. But God, it's going to be so funny when he like he has to sit there and realize, fuck, I got to play this out. I can't, I can't hurt my value anymore by exactly. sitting out a year like this is the fucking NFL. You know? Yeah. I mean, his what his, his how much how many millions has he lost out on? Well, he, he threw away like eighty million dollars by walking away from the San Antonio Supermax, and now, you know, I think the biggest deal that he can be offered by the Raptors or any other teams like one forty as opposed to like the two twenty, you know, the total length of the deal. So he threw away a lot of money. Not that he's you know going to get a small deal or anything, but yeah, it's it's perplexing. You know, it's funny. I was doing research on Kawhi, like his like accolades and stuff. Did you know he was only an All Star twice? Doesn't that sound weird? Um, no, because of how the Spurs share the ball. I'm not too shocked by that. Right. Like I, I, I remember no, like you know, the year after the Spurs won the championship, it's like, oh, they have an All Star on the, like you know, they're one of the best teams. They have one of the best records. And it seems like they always have one of the best records, yet they only have maybe one all-star at right. most. And it's yeah. because all of them, you know, it, you look at the box scores and it's like, oh, there was, you know, eight players in double figures. Yeah. Uh, the most, the, the player with the most points was like Kawhi. And maybe he was, I don't know, 21 and 12 or whatever. And the next player was LaMarcus, who was 19 and 11 or something. You know, like that's just how their box scores have looked for forever. So I'm not too shocked by that. Uh, yeah, but the, the first year he won defensive player of the year, 2015, he wasn't even an all-star that year. That's wild. That's back to back defensive player of the year, three first team all defenses, two all-stars, obviously the finals MVP. And now he's going to be, what is he? 20. He just 20, turned 27. Yeah. So, you know, assuming this injury stuff is behind him, but not, this was not an out of the blue injury. He did have this part of his body get hurt before, but assuming he can get past that, Obviously, he'll still be in demand, and you know, I would like to see him get back to that top top five talent. Did this span from the Golden State injury from Jaja? No, I think that's different. But this this injury happened, I think, in 2012. Briefly, he if you look it up, he's actually missed more games in his career than Anthony Davis has in terms of like total missed games, in terms of possible games played. And so you wouldn't think that, like, oh, AD, he's great, but he gets hurt sometimes. But AD never really had like a major injury Kawhi is now fucking he'll tell you major injury missed a whole season because of it you know so it's weird that he's not as durable as we always thought I just yet. you know because you know, he always bounced back and was still an all first team all defense caliber player you know I guess he never we never really thought of it that way you know I just remember watching these damn interviews with him and him saying yeah feeling good feeling good should be good should be back you know a couple weeks Yes, I want to be a Spurs for the rest of my life. You, you goddamn liar! You looked me in the eyes, Kawhi, and you lied to my face and my family. You can go to hell. And you know what? Uh, the half in Toronto. You know. Honestly, I hope Uncle Dennis is like, "Yo, sit out." 
just so Kawhi can be like, yo, this this dude's a clown, you know. I know he's really close with his uncle, whatever. I'm not going to tell you to reject your family or anything, but you should do a hard look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Like his agent, his agent's like a nondescript agent who barely represents anyone. He's got some weird people around him, and unfortunately, it happened at fucking your fan base's behalf. Yeah, but, <laughs> which I don't know. Like again, I complain about it, and people in my DMs will be like, "Look." just be happy you're not a fucking Kings fan. You know, like I'm a Kings yeah. fan. You're, you're, you know, quit whining. It's like, yeah, that's a good point. True. Yeah. He did that's go David point. Robinson, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, and then now DeMar DeRozan. Like it's been a great run. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys have DeMar for this year, the next year, then he's a player option after that. And you have LaMarcus for this year and two more years. So you have these two talented guys for a while. So, you know, the the doom and gloom, the end of the Spurs that people have been predicting for fucking damn near 10 years. Still ain't close. I'll so, tell you what, man. I could have <laughs> sworn LeBron was going to come to S- to San Antonio. Dude, I would have loved that. Honestly. I really that thought cool. he was. I, I really like there was a part of me that was like, man, he loves pop. And I would not be shocked if he was like, let me let me let me go play for the Spurs and pop for the final years of pop's career i i genuinely thought it was going to happen for a while you would already been in cleveland small market is not a doesn't mitigate lebron in any way exactly yeah I mean, yeah it's plausible it was plausible at least so i remember i remember you're 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 mad when the boogie news happened give me your take on uh cousins do you actually think it'll make a big difference because that, that's something I, I i don't believe in i don't boogie the Warriors. yeah just given the the history of acl injuries in the nba especially for a big man yeah um, let alone a guy like rudy gay you, you've seen it how long yeah. did it take him to even be a passable rotation level player now yeah. you're telling me a 280 pound center who already was more of a half court player and a bad defender and a locker room malcontent you're telling me he's gonna bounce back right away and be useful for that talented team i i just don't see it i just i need to see it happen first i you know? just i just line, see I it as line. they're too good anyway and they don't need an extra chance, you know? Yes. We, we, they don't need an extra all-star, all-pro. Like, it's just it, this, this fucking giant-ass snowball is rolling down this hill, and it's going to keep on picking up guys who, who want to – they're, they're going to find a bunch of David Wests out there. <laughs> and it's just like – and I knew it was going to happen. I talked about it on the morning show, and I made a joke about, like, it's becoming an arms race where, like, the Warriors are probably going to be like – Oh, LeBron, you want to go to LA and, and bring some people? Cool. Hey, who wants to come play for us? Who wants to go and play for a vet right. minimum or, or whatever? But and, and, and usually then it's five been. hours later, fucking Boogie goes. And I was like, you gotta be fucking shitting yeah. me, dude. It, it, Blue, I just like it's gonna continue to happen. And at this point, how can it be stopped? <laughs> and well, and that's the thing. I, I talked about this with John last week. It's in the case of Boogie, because of the ACL injury ACL injury and because the lack of cap smoothing and all those stupid, dumb deals everyone gave out in 2016, like Joakim Noah, Mozgov, et cetera, <laughs> Luol Deng. Because of that, a lot of teams didn't have cap space to really get Boogie. And like, if you look at the way it went down, Boogie wanted like a, a few years. He know he didn't wasn't getting a full max with the injury, but he wanted some money, right? And then he wasn't getting that. And then everyone started filling what cap space they had, like your signed JaVale McGee, for example. And the next thing you know, he looks around. On Monday, he doesn't have any offers. And a lot of teams that he probably could have went to said, now nah, we're going to get someone else. And then he's like, all right, fine. I'm going to offer up my services for a lower deal to Boston or Golden State. And he went with Golden State. So it's like it was a product of what happened because, I mean, Golden State hasn't really, and before this, the Miami Heat with LeBron and 
ring chasing attracting veterans is a normal thing but usually it's like your shane battiers right your richard yes. lewis's your michael ray allen when they're older right david west right now 36 um, 37 year old people looking to you know find glory at the end who may not have had it yet right that's but, that's sort of the things i'd expected right so boogie's like well i'm gonna miss at least half the year and i probably stink for the rest of it why not do it while getting a ring yeah. I understand his sentiment. I don't. I don't see it. this is like the snake move, like like KD. I just don't see it though. Because here's the thing. Oh this no, me wonder. It's no, a one-year no. stop for for Boogie because if he plays well, he'll get a bigger deal. The way the salary cap works with the collective bargaining agreement, Golden State can only offer him like hundred fifty percent or something of the last deal they gave him. Meaning Boogie can't get anywhere close to the max deal he wants from Golden State. He will have to go somewhere else. Oh, so, for sure. No, I. So I, it's, I, I it's, it's not... a one. It's a one stop you know, one year stop for him at least. I was not angered by it in the way at all of like the way I was mad about KD. To me, this is just like, God, fuck the Warriors. Like the rich get richer sort of thing. That's all. That's the only sort of feeling that I had of like, you know, they may not have even wanted him and he may not have even wanted to go there, but it still happened. And it's like, we're just, we're just getting stronger. Why not? You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and I, and that's, the fear is that like it's gonna just happen more and more. I was hoping Dwight you know, Howard. There won't be an Eastern Conference. You know, like I don't know. It's just so fucking silly. Yeah, I, I think there's talk. Adam Silver's acknowledged it. Reseeding, you know, at least like the bottom half of the, both conferences is smart. Just when the talent, you know, is is there's more talent in the West. You shouldn't punish the Denver Nuggets, who are a fucking damn good team. Might miss the playoffs yet again now that LeBron's in the Lakers. You know, I mean, maybe you lock in the top four seeds from both conferences and the rest. You know, the other eight teams can be from whatever conference, right? Yeah. Because I would like to see that, but it's NBA is fucking wild, man. It is, dude. So and many it's people like, it's have like, changed teams. In the yeah, past it's two like, I saw that tweet of like, uh, yeah, here are all the players at the end of the of the 2016 season. It's like Katie was on the Thunder yeah. and uh, or 2015, Blake. 2016. Yeah. Blake, it's Chris Paul, Butler, George, KD, LeBron, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward. And we'll Not see if um we'll see if uh I know this is like a pipe dream, but I know that there was all these like oh will Jimmy Butler go to the Spurs like that'd be fucking rad. That would be rad. I don't know, man. It's just it, cool. it it's annoying, but it's fun and it's you know heartbreaking but beautiful to watch and you know it's just a it's a big mat you know fucking mixed bag of emotions that I feel all the time with this goddamn league that constantly mm-hmm. finds a way to give you hope. And then immediately take it away from you. Hey, like, at least you're not a Knicks fan like me, man. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, like as as much of a LeBron fan as I am, I I do love LeBron, and I love I enjoy that people don't like him. <laughs> like it, it, it's like this weird sort of thing that I have where it's like it's fun. It's it honestly it's kind of the same thing that the same way I feel about Tom Brady. Where it's like you guys can um, hate him all you want. Like yeah, he's a piece of shit, and he like supports Trump and stuff, but. Cheats. Like, you know, fuck, just scoreboard dog. You know what I mean? Like, that's, and that's how I feel about LeBron. Like, you know, I know LeBron's three and six in the finals or whatever, but it's like, who cares? <laughs> like, the fact that you guys are going to act like he's not even close to your beloved Michael Jordan, like, no, it's the Kobe fans are worse. He ain't better than Kobe. Get the fuck out. Oh, of here. yeah. That's, those are the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny to see the way that whole dynamic's playing out. You know, your point about Brady, though, I'm a Jets fan and I get to use Brady as an excuse. That's my crutch. Oh, oh sure. We, Tom Brady's been here for 20 fucking years. That's why we haven't been bad. Look who we've been playing against. You know, it's an exactly. excuse. I love it. <laughs> That's two losses hate, on, the, on the record every year. 
you know, what's it been like living in the Bay around all the Warriors fans as the Warriors are this good and this dominant? Like, That's a how, living what has fucking it been hell. like? It's a living fucking hell. <laughs> I want goddamn San Andreas two to happen here right now and just tear this whole coast to the ground. It's it's whatever, man. It's uh, you know, you. But uh, you, I, do I judge every goddamn one of them? You bet I do. You bet I do. Like every time I see anybody with a Warriors anything, apparel, hat, cap, jacket, sweater, hoodie, T-shirt, it's like how long have you fucking been a fan for? It's like and the you first know, you thing know, that comes to my mind. I mean, fuck, Colin said it years ago. Ain't none of you were wearing Golden State gear a few seasons ago. You all came out of the woodwork when they got good. Yeah, and, I mean, it happens with any team, but it happens with every there. team. But like, you know, what sucks about the Warriors is like. Their 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 true loyal fans are in fucking Oakland, and what yeah. do you do? You're leaving their ass for the new state, a new arena you're building for all the fucking tech bros. Yeah, you oh know? yeah, that that, that uh, fan that base sucks. is gonna get so divided. It's gonna really, it's gonna and they be lost the Raiders too. It's gonna sucks. it's gonna happen. Um, like the thing that I get annoyed with being a Cowboys fan is like I I hate that the tickets are so expensive because it's a bunch of rich people that don't give a shit about getting drunk and making noise and yelling and rooting for your team, which is like, yeah. there's so many times where it's like, is this a home game or an away game? When, when I watch Cowboys games, because it's like the only people who could afford tickets are rich people that don't really give a fuck about being there. And they're that's, there just to take a couple of Instagram photos. That's crazy for Jerry World, because that's a fuck ton of seats there. Too. It's massive <laughs> in there. It's I've been to two games. It's fucking massive. But it's like every time there's a home broadcast, it's like, I can't. Where's the noise, guys? And it's right. you need sort of the insane people from the middle class to go crazy. And that's what we sure. need. And, and I think, I think golden state like Roracle is they're losing that. I think that's a big piece, dude. Seriously. The momentum yeah. they get when Curry does a behind the legs between the legs dribble. Those mm -hmm. fuckers go crazy for anything, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like they, they just started watching basketball or something. Yeah. yeah. They go, yeah, they go works. insane when there's like a layup fucking yeah. wild. Oh my God. What's a work working with? Cool. Greg, how hardcore is he for the warriors? He's a Warriors fan, but he's not a hardcore Warriors fan. Oh, okay. He'll That's tell good. you otherwise, but I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> I guess yeah. better than the opposite. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think he likes wearing the caps more than anything. Fair enough. Yeah, he does. But no, no, nah, nah, he keeps up. He like he'll listen to sports podcasts and stuff like that. And every once in a while, he'll ask me a question about something. Did you hear about this and that? What, what's that all about? And I'll, you know, because I, I feel like I'm more of the everyday sort of sports viewer listener, you know? Sure. Oh, you do so, listen to Lebatard, right? Yeah. So that's that's where that's where I'll sort of like help him out with what the hell this story is about and why nice. this player's mad or whatever. No, but I always give him shit for like he was streaming on the kind of funny vids, kind of funny games Twitch channel mm -hmm. when they won. And I was like, you weren't even watching. You were streaming when they won. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving shit about that. Anything else? That's interested you? NBA, the wild NBA, I think. Man, not Talk really. About a little bit. I'm just excited Kawhi. that yeah, like oh yeah, we I've totally even talk about it. forgot to talk about that because I ended up talking about Brady. <laughs> I love LeBron. I love how good he is and how much it pisses other people off. But mm -hmm. him going to the Lakers, it's like I can't support you here, my guy. Like the Lakers are the like our mortal enemies. Like, there's no way I could ever want you to succeed there i want you to fail so bad as a laker you know and i'm so happy that they're probably not going to win because he's surrounded by lance stevenson and javel mcgee and rondo and rondo jesus MVP. christ that's insane the back-to-back -back summer league mvp 
peas though lonzo and hart sure yeah <laughs> i mean we'll you know the good thing about that is they have good young players that are going to be cheap for a while they're gonna have they might have a new golden state happening where it's like yes we can keep this team intact because they're all making forty thousand right. a year <laughs> something crazy and and, that, and that's the thing that that's that's interesting about this move where they're just going to wait for the 2019 free agents. They can sign them out, right? Keep the kids. I get it. Only thing is LeBron's entering year 16. Yep. You know, we're you're kind of taking LeBron for granted with this. Yeah. The, LeBron is on board with the plan by all accounts, but you know, maybe the LeBron bottom's gonna, the bottom's going to fall out, but I don't think it'll be for another three years. I think yeah. even what we saw in the playoffs and in the finals in this past season, yeah. it's like, what is he doing, man? How is he still man. doing this? At this level, I think, I think he's going to try and play until his fucking oldest son can play. Ronnie James. That'd be wild. His son's How 19, he, like 13, like, something like that. Yeah, he's going like eighth grade or something. Yeah, I think LeBron will be 38, 39 when Bronny's 19, something like that. So it's plausible. He should just get a wheelchair and not walk anymore. So, and he could just expand, like expend all his energy on the court. That's the thing. Windhorse had a piece uh, during the season, I think, towards when the players were starting, how LeBron like rests during games by like walking back on D and stuff. And like, oh, yeah, he, he like Walks never the moves most. without the ball. Like, yeah, yeah. Does, and there was a whole, whole study of this. Like, when he's on the ball, he's not moving at all. He's saving all his energy. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's nuts because I mean, all the minutes he's played in the playoffs, he's added like two and a half seasons extra to playing time during this whole f- extra, uh, seven straight finals runs. And isn't easy and you're under year 16 it's it's never been done before that mileage so, like will catch up and it's like we i mean the fuck the same thing's been said about brady for the last fucking yeah. six years you know one day <laughs> one day one day it'll happen i'm sorry for i'm sorry for your trials and tribulations as a jets fan but it hasn't <laughs> been much good, better man. as a cowboys fan so don't worry about it yeah, that's the thing at least like People are like, oh, the Jets are terrible. Actually, we're middle of the pack since 2000. <laughs> Check the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are a split 500. That's how Jason Garrett likes it. God, Garrett, I hate Jason Garrett. Why is he still there? I don't know, man. I really don't know. I honestly don't even have a problem with him, but I'm just like, I don't get why he's still there either. <laughs> he's just not that great. Yeah. And and here, here's the thing. like This is like the, the consensus, like, you know, intelligentsia football take, right? You have a cheap quarterback who's good in the NFL, you surround him with a fuck ton of good players and you go for the playoffs. So the Rams are doing right now. So the Eagles just won Super Bowl with that's how what Seattle did with Russell Wilson. That's how you build a team. And you have Dak Prescott. He's cheap and he's, he's good enough, but what the fuck are you doing with that defense? Still just throwing away this opportunity. They should be a lot better. I'm excited to see what the D line does this year with like Randy Gregory coming back and yeah, and Stay just the younger the guy, yeah, t- yeah, Taco Charlton. Like, I'm excited to see if he can provide Marcus anything. Lawrence, of course, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited, man. I, I'm like weirdly optimistic, and I probably shouldn't be, but I don't give a Were shit. Were you I, someone who who liked the Zeke pick? Because I thought they should have taken Jalen Ramsey there, given their defensive issues. And I thought I, just, I think running backs in the top ten is just too high, given the shelf life of the position. But yeah. Zeke was really good that first year. Like, I understand the appeal. But. Oh, yeah. No, he's going to be good for a while. But I, I totally agree with you where I wanted Jalen Ramsey as well. I was of the mentality that we can plug in any guy here and he'll get he'll run for twelve hundred. That line. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Alfred but, Morris. You had him. I was like, that, that, you don't you have Amo already. You don't you don't need fucking uh, running back. Yeah. But I mean, I think we saw what happened when it wasn't Zeke and it was Alfred it's Morris. True. And like it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. It was still wasn't good, but it wasn't Zeke good. And yeah. 
that's like a huge difference and what it does to the offense, what it does to what defenses change when Zeke isn't mm-hmm. on the field and how it affected Dak right. and how teams knew how to prepare for Dak. I totally saw it coming a mile away. Like I knew that the second year was not going to be as good. Sure. And it sure wasn't because, man, Dak was so underwhelming and so just kind of a disappointment in his second year. I was really sad to see how, like, Des Bryant, like, really fizzled out. Like, that dude's got, like, damn near 80 career touchdowns. Like, he, he, oh, was, he was a fucking a, force for, like, five years in a row. That then, back shoulder fade with Romo was just, it was death taxes and the back shoulder fade to Des in the end zone. And, like, yeah. and that's what happened every Sunday. And I think you saw what happened. I, 29. I think the gulf in talent was so evident when Des's production dropped off. And it's like, you can see how much better of a quarterback Roma was than Des. Right. Des is just such a non-factor. There was this an interesting graph put out of like completions over 20 yards over mm-hmm. like the last 20 years for the Cowboys. And it's like, oh, you can kind of see where you can. No, not you can kind of. You can exactly see the point where Romo stopped being a quarterback, where it's like, the last two years, completions over 20 yards, the drop-off is just so astounding and really kind of alarming. Yeah, I was always a big fan of Romo. I know he gets a lot of hate, but I think, I mean, I mean, his numbers speak for themselves, honestly. But I liked him in the booth this last year, too. I thought he was awesome to listen to call a game. He was just so oh, enthusiastic. He's fun. He's fun he's calling like shit before it happens. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, you know? it was it was super fun to watch. But yeah, I was always like the Romo apologist where it's like, look. He was never uh, the problem. Like, as much as I don't like, as much as I've kind of had it with Colin Cowherd, like he, I think he put it perfectly when he was talking about Romo and just like this guy held up mediocre to below average teams mm-hmm. for his whole career. Yeah. And when, and when the franchise finally got smart and drafted offensive linemen, he got hurt and that was it. And that's like all it took. It was like they finally got smart and they drafted O linemen and they were finally getting good. And he didn't dive soon enough and he got tackled from behind and that's all she wrote. And it's like, it was such a heartbreaking thing of like, man, that's exactly how it went down. Like they were so bad with their draft picks. They were so bad uh, trading for Roy Williams and draft, you know, selling away a first and a third and a fourth and a fifth, whatever the fuck they gave up for him. Mm-hmm. It's like, they gave up, they were so bad manage like in front office, Jerry uh, Jones, um, just the whole family was just fucking up. <laughs> and when yep. they finally got smart with their picks, and it was like the year that they didn't go for Johnny Manziel, That's that right. was the year where they showed like, hey, we get it now, right? And, you know, he, you start to see the upside. You start to see the production. DeMarco Murray starts tearing it up. And then it's like, he, Romo gets hurt and it's over for him. You know, like once they finally got smart, it was too late. And it's just such a heartbreak. Such a heartbreaker. Yep. I hear you. Yeah, DeMarco Murray, he just fucking retired too. Pretty I mean, insane. Was, yeah, pretty insane. I mean, he's 30 years, 30 years old. I mean, he was the offensive player of the year seasons ago. Yeah. Like, and like you spoke about loyalty in sports, loyalty before, like Le'Veon Bell. They're not giving him the money he wants because out of the Steelers, because they don't, you don't pay for past performance in the NFL. No, it's all you about don't. for me lately. Oh, a 26 year old, really good running back with a lot of miles. Yeah, how how long are you still gonna be great? Yeah, and like that. That's the business. There's, there's, there's no give answer. him a two year for like forty eight or fifty or something like that. Not even that, that's quarterback money. It's crazy. 
And like the NFL, it's not even, most of the money ain't even guaranteed. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, well, Cowboys, Jets. I have decent optimism because of Sam Darnold. Got some good defensive players, but uh, I, yeah. I, I never get too too hyped for the football season. It's just I play fantasy. Yeah, oh point, sure, like, no, I like, haven't been in fantasy. <laughs> I haven't been into fantasy since like oh eight or oh nine. Oh, I just damn. totally fell out. I like it when I started playing, honestly. But this is fun, man. Thanks for coming on. I'm glad we could finally do this. I think I fucking DM'd you like when the finals and it. Yo, we gotta talk about this Kawhi shit, and then. I was like, actually, let's wait for the trade to happen. And the trade wasn't going to happen. That's what I was trade finally and the trade happened. finally happened. And it happened on a day where, like, everybody's out of the <laughs> office and I can record it early, which is, like, perfect. So, yeah, I had fun, Dave. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. If you don't know, if you're a fan of mine, not a fan of Andy's, kind of funny games, go find at Maxim Cortez on Twitter. Andy, you stream from time to time now, right? Doing that Fortnite action? Yeah, like three to five times a week, almost, yeah. I'm still playing PUBG with your roommate Pits from time to time. Not into this this Fortnite nonsense. No no battle pass needed for me. Uh, I, I prefer my bugs and my vehicles. Sure, yeah. Hey, we have a golf cart now. You can come get your vehicles. That is cool. That is cool. You can have fun <laughs> over here. I was on the same boat. I was like, fuck Fortnite, it's stupid. And I kept saying it, and then I started playing it. I was like, fuck this game. And I just kept playing it. I was like, man, all right, I get it. I get it. I never no, thought I, I would. It. Never yeah. thought I would. So like I said before, normal pop culture podcast every week. I've been doing these sports talks the past two weeks. I was trying to find someone else to talk with next week. Jono and Andy were my top two on my list, and I already got them. So I got to find more people to talk to. But yeah, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Martin Swagger. Follow the show, soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod. Leave rating review on iTunes if you so please. Subscribe on YouTube. Biggest help right now. But yeah, other than that, peace out. See you next week. Yeah.